When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, hey, listen, we are right in front of March right now, and it is so lit up in terms of the games that are being played, the games are being won, and how the games are being won. We're talking about overtime games with Ole Miss and South Carolina, Maryland, and Iowa. I mean, so many other – Stanford, UCLA. There's so many games that we're going to be talking about. And on the horizon, I'm seeing glimpses of the Phoenix Mercury and Ooh. Brittany Reiner and her photo shoot. So a lot of WNBA news as well. But how are you doing right before this madness of March uh, gets into the thick of, of things here? <laughs> oh, I'm all right. You know, we're, uh, we're, it's all basketball at this point. Like uh, I've been watching just an, an incredible amount of basketball. Um, our yeah. High, my, my high school season ended unfortunately in the regional quarterfinals. Shouts to my guys. Uh, just tough, tough shooting night. Your, your, your high school season, or at least Jordan's high school season Jordan uh, is still going on. So he plays yeah. tonight. That's awesome. We got the wizards also going on, but it's just like That's all, <laughs> all college basketball for me though. It has been, I've been watching anything and get my hands on d3 d2 i've been dipping into a little bit yeah. of everything I, yeah. I watched uh what was the game there was a game in triple overtime who was it oh my god it was alabama state and someone or... else no oh, it's like yeah. i don't even i don't even know when it happened christy it was great though was i had a great time watching <laughs> uh virginia tech unc last night it's all been crazy and you're okay. you're right we're we're right there in march we're both we're both leaving next week to cover the conference tournaments. You're going to uh, the very cold Minneapolis I heard it was Target 12. Center Yeah, we'll to cover the Big Ten. Yeah, I heard it's 12 yeah. degrees in Minneapolis, so I will be bundled. I will be bundled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll be in Greensboro for the ACC tournament. So it's just like at this point in the year. Oh, Christy, what happened? Oh, what happened? Where your your screen went blank. Oh, here it's I go. It's okay. Wait a minute. I pushed something. Oh my sorry. gosh. Sorry. Uh, there I am. The There it is. 
sorry. She's it was back. A, a kiss and ride situation for uh, for Jordan. Anyway, <sighs> but we're good. Uh, so, but we, I mean, it just feels like, right, like every game now is taking on so much significance that, you know, it feels like the teams are in March. It feels like we're, we're deep into March. So, I mean, I, I think the place to start, at least for us, is the crib. We'll talk, we got to talk about Maryland, I think. Yeah. We got to talk about the crib. Okay. College Park. College Listen, Park. that game the other night. Iowa, Maryland on Tuesday. Um, my phone was like completely blowing up with text messages. Like, are you watching the game? Or, oh my gosh, do you see what Maryland's doing? And I'm like, Matt said at my son's game, like my phone is like going off. Um, but I did get to watch it after the fact. And mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing that they held Iowa to eight points in the second quarter alone. Um, they were face guarding Caitlin Clark. Lisa Bluter, the head coach at Iowa, said that that was the best individual defensive effort on Caitlin Clark since she's been in an Iowa uniform. So that's high praise for the defensive scheme, but not just the scheme, but the execution uh, by Brenda Freeze and then execution by the team. Um, Brenda Freeze and her staff and obviously yeah. the team um, with the execution of it because, I mean, I'm sure Caitlin Clark has seen a bevy of defensive coverages on her and on the team. And she's been able to calculate and, and figure it out. But that night it was just, man, they couldn't find a rhythm. And the fact that, you know, she's averaging just under 28 points a game, just under nine assists a game and eight boards. I mean, she is a huge part of the production uh, for Iowa. So a lot of people are like, let Caitlin get hers and try to shut everybody else down. Okay, but Mm -hmm. this time Marilyn was like, let's see what we can do to try to really disrupt Caitlin Clark. And and they did that that night. Yeah. And, you know, I think the problem with, you know, when you try so hard to stop Clark, the problem usually becomes Sinano because she's she's an excellent player in her own right. And, you know, in the last game against Marilyn, she she got everything she wanted. And this game, I thought, you know, I, I wrote about this in my newsletter fallenorder.substack.com, um, <laughs> about how Maryland, yeah, they they play the box in one. You know, yeah. not not like that complicated of a defense. Yeah. Caitlin Clark sees it all the time. But yeah. I called it like a box one and a half because they just had, they had the face guard on Clark. Yeah. And they also always had a body on Sonano. And they were denying her and fronting her. And, yeah. and you know, it, it sounds cliche, mm-hmm. but it was really about effort energy and speed i mean this team we've known we've talked about maryland all year long about their yeah. length and and their size and hey they're not the biggest team down low but no they're really fast and they're really mm-hmm. long and they yeah. play a little mean you know this team this team is a little mean they have that dog in them i think the way brenda brenda just put them into a position where yeah. they were hitting you know it, it was a commitment to hitting clark every time you know kind of like what you see in in the playoffs against steph curry you know, yeah. get a body on her, hit her. If, if Mahasano is moving, hit her. And then you let you you let the other players do what they can. And then sometimes it's going to kill you, right? Because the other players in Iowa, they're they're good players. Gabby yeah. Marshall and McKenna Warnock, those those players can hit shots. In this game, Maryland mm-hmm. did get a little lucky that they didn't hit shots. But also, Maryland did a great job of recovering to those players and, and making it. the space mm-hmm. seem small. So... I just thought their aggressiveness was just fantastic and it was a great strategy to unleash their speed and length. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, and all coaches know this. And now that you've finished your, your first year of coaching, you get it. Okay. You can, you can draw up anything you want on the whiteboard. You can draw up anything you want on the board before the game. Now I used to have so much stuff written on that board mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, the bottom line would be like the last three things on the list of things mm -hmm. we need to do. Okay. We need to do these things. Okay. But sometimes it's not about the list of things. Sometimes it's how hard you're playing. And that starts right here. And so I, I think, you know, execution is, is at the top of the list. And you can say execute and to everybody, it's all relative to what it means yeah. to them, right? So I think for, for Maryland, for Brenda Freeze to say, hey, this is what we need you to do. And we need you to go hard at that right? We need you to go mm -hmm. full throttle. We need you to be tough minded. We need you to be next play mentality. We know you can do it, right? That goes a long way when coaches pour into you the positive encouragement, you know, and, and not in a threatening manner, right? Because who wants that? Yeah. But like, we, hey, listen, all the coaches here, we're all on your side. Like we're pulling the rope together. Like we're, we're in this tug of war with this tough team it was number six against number seven, Iowa six, Maryland seven. We're in a tug of war in the mud. Dig your freaking heels in, right? Yeah. And let's see what we can do together, right? So I think when you as a coach can get your players to see that you're on their side, right? And that we're all pulling at the same time. So mentally as a coach, like I want to be locked in. I want to be focused and ready to go too, and ready to adjust. Like this is the game plan, but listen, if the game presents something else, I got to make changes. I got to make mm -hmm. moves, whether it's personnel, uh, whether it's schematic, whether it's anything, I've got to be on my best too. So I'm holding myself accountable. Make, make sure to tell the kids, Hey, listen, I'm right with you. Like I'm going to be, I have to be mentally focused and tight. Right. I have to be physically, loose, physically loose, mentally tight, physically loose, mentally tight. It's an Arthur Ashe quote that I uh, lived by. And yeah, it, it makes sense. Right. Because you you don't want to go out there like tight minded, like like just, you know, like afraid to make a mistake or not playing to your true potential because, you know, you don't know what the coach may say. Listen, and, and don't use that as an excuse either for coaches who are intense and asking you to be your best. Don't use it as an excuse like, oh, they're mad at me. Nobody's mad at you. Listen, yeah. we want we want to win, okay? Coaches want to win, okay? And coaches yeah. know they need your best in your role to win. So how do you get the best out of them? You tell them what you need from them. We need your best. We need you to fight in your role, okay? And we need to make sure that we're, we're working together. Right. And it's all about team. I mean, I don't care. However you cut it, you can split hairs all you want to, but it's all about the collective mentality, uh, letting the players know that you trust them hoping the players feel it and trust you back. Um, but that's just the key. And I think that's what we saw with Maryland. We saw it written up on the, on the chalkboard, the whiteboard, whatever in the, in the locker room. Yep. And then throughout the game, you saw, you know, the execution from the players. So, I mean, kudos to the players for that. Cause sometimes you write up what you want and you go out there and it's not happening, man. It's so frustrating. So I get it, but you know, it yeah. went from the whiteboard to the court for the Turks. 
Well, and the, and the and the defense led them to their offense. I mean, twenty six fast break points. Uh, Brian Alexander, Sweet. Lavender Briggs, a- Abby Myers, killing it on the offensive boards. Like, it, yeah, we were talking about the defense. Maryland couldn't miss a shot either. They and if they did miss a shot, they got the offensive rebound. That and part. it was just like, hey, it's a beautiful night in College Park. They've had a few <laughs> of those this year on the men's and women's side. Uh, yeah. Great crowd, like great, great energy um, happening with the Terps. So uh, it should be, yeah. you know, marquee win for them. And I think they're making the case for a one seed. I mean, we just got the second top six, uh, 16 yeah. reveal. We'll just talk about that. that a little bit. They're, they're still, they're a two seed. Yeah. But, you know, the wonderful thing about college basketball unlike college football is that mm-hmm. you get it, you get a chance to, to yeah. make your case at, in the postseason. you get a conference tournament. They had this game against Ohio state, you know, they beat Ohio state on the road. They win a couple tournament games, maybe win the whole big 10 tournament. Then I think yeah. they're kind of a lock for a one seed. And maybe if they even make it to the championship and lose to a really good Indiana team, they, they may have a case there too. So I just, I found this to be um, the, the win that you could have pictured with this Maryland team, Mm-hmm. when they got together this off season, you know, in terms of seeing how that team came together yeah. and now it's finally all gelling for them. But, you know, I think also, you know, we should take this time, you know, everything that you just said about this team and how they were coached and, and how they were uh, put into the right positions to execute. I think it all makes the case for Brenda Freeze being a coach of the year candidate. I mean, she loses two great players, Nashville right. Wusu and Andrew Reese. And is still coming back and making a case for a one seed. I mean, I think she's just done a phenomenal job with this team and against really great competition. Because Iowa is a really good team. Don't let you, that score fool you. Ohio State's a really good team. Indiana's a great team as well. Like, she has a case for Coach of the Year, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, how how not? I guess yeah. is the question. I mean, they had that statement win earlier in the year over UConn um, in December. Um, had never done that before. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, just looking back over Brenda Freeze's career, and I know it's about this year being coach yeah. of the year, but put a pin in that thought for two seconds because yeah. or maybe 20 seconds. Anyway, but just flash back to when Alyssa Thomas was coming through and went to two final fours. And on one of those teams that Alyssa Thomas was on, when they went to the final four, I believe they had six healthy bodies. What happened? So they had four players who had knee injuries, ACLs, like, or, or meniscus situations, right? I think it was two ACLs, two uh, MCLs, or maybe three ACLs. But anybody, they were all out. Anyway, all four players were out with knee injuries, like not coming back. And then they had one who had um, mono. So she couldn't play. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, how do you practice? I remember I had one of the games, like, around this time of year, you know? Like, what do your practices look like? Because you have six guys out there. Like you have to get super creative. I mean, you can't do three on three the whole time. Like how do you emulate and um, get your scout done? Um, You know, and they had the scout players, but at the same time, you know, they weren't going full throttle with, with what they could do on the court in practice. So in the games, they could have legs. And sometimes during the games, um, Brenda Free said the, the timeouts were to get some rest. Like it wasn't like we, it wasn't a momentum feel you know when you feel a timeout like you just feel a timeout like i still do i didn't coach this year but i'm watching games i'm like timeout. and then sometimes they do sometimes they don't but you feel it like it's a feel it's a rhythm the the beautiful part about basketball is that it's so rhythmic right you have to love that about the game so it's a feel so 
anyway, two o'clock timeouts to, to give the, the players a break, you know, but they made it to the final four. So she's been here, done that. This is not her first rodeo with, in terms of getting the right pieces together and pushing them to, to the standards of, of Maryland basketball. And when you um, see what they've done this year in particular with nine new players, nine of them, nine of them, okay, and one returning starter, one, just one, one returning starter in Diamond Miller, um, it's pretty incredible to think about. And and I'm not just saying this as an alum because other people have said this too, so don't no, play with no. me. Don't at me, even though, I'm, I'm, should I say about my Twitter or no? I, yeah. Don't at, huh. Don't at me because someone's being foolish and um, uh, just hacked my Twitter, so I haven't been. We're going to find you. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. And I, I, I need that. Um, but anyway, um, that's why I have my IG name there. Um, whatever just whatever but still don't don't hit me on ig with any negativity about what i'm saying because it's true and find some um lack of truth in what i'm saying so stop playing with no. me don't don't make it about anything other than what it is and that's what's right in front of us and what's what maryland has been able to do is present their best selves and they've been able to play well in big games so it's just going to be very interesting how they close out on the road at ohio state like you said um it's ohio state senior night so you know that's always full of emotion, but it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how things shake out before everyone heads to Minneapolis next week for the tournament. Yeah, no, it's good. that's a huge game tonight, uh, the Ohio State game, and and then you know this and we'll talk about this one a little bit more in depth. Indiana at Iowa uh, on mm-hmm. on uh, Sunday on Sunday is gonna be another yeah. massive game, even though Indiana's already wrapped up the conference regular season title, and that's so awesome, um, so awesome for Indiana. Their first yeah. one since 1983, Christy. Wow. Three, and 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 you know that state. I mean, you 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 were basically the the Indiana beat reporter for yeah, a few weeks during this season. You had like four of their games in a row. In you a know row. how crazed yeah. that state is about basketball, and so yeah. to see them see them win the conference is uh, fantastic. And you know, we'll see what happens in the tournament about who who gets the automatic bid. But you know, yeah. the Big Ten just looking really 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 strong as we head into march and, and i think they're making the case for the best conference and i think the teams that are playing the best in that conference should mm-hmm. be among your favorites um so too yeah and then we get to and then we get to go to uh some ncaa tournament games like we did last year so, yeah 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 i mean it's 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 a beautiful thing i mean this is the best time of year i don't care i mean the holidays are great and i love the holidays no. and i love you know the kumbaya and the hot cocoa I do. You know I do. You know I do. However, <laughs> this, is, this my is right up there. A, if there's a 1A and a 1B, you choose which one you want A and B because, listen, this is the best time of year for me because, you know, the stories are still untold. Legacies are still mm-hmm. unwritten. And it's it's all a clean slate. And I think that's the beauty of it as well. Like the unexpected is so yeah. thrilling. And the challenge of that is in front of everyone. And so... For me, it just it just gets my adrenaline like popping because I just know that you know the kids have worked so hard, the coaches have just poured into them and worked so hard uh, to get them to this 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 moment, you know, and they want to win each moment ahead of them, and it's not easy, man. You get into that tournament, you have to win six games to win it all, and um, you know it, it's a grind. it sounds easy, man. It sounds easy, and if you've ever been on that road, you understand what it means, and you know, the closest I ever got personally was the semis of the final four. And man, that was pretty still, far. 
But still, it was the, I mean, that, we were 29 and 3, Gabe, and it hurt so bad to lose. Because you don't, like we were talking about it, you don't set your mind up for yeah. it to be over, right? Because you're, I mean, for me anyway, maybe it's just me. I don't, I think all of us maybe no. felt that way, but no. I was like, I was demolished after that game because I just, I, you know, I just did not think we would lose that game. Yeah. You know, we played um, Pat Summit's Tennessee team, Rocky Top song still. Yeah. to this day <laughs> um <laughs> but um but it's a long road right and it's yeah. a battle and you know mentally it's an you investment have to yourself up. it's it's the best it's the bad what'd you yeah. say it's what it's a it's an investment you know you put in it's so much of yourself into the season <laughs> yep. coaches players managers ad like everyone everyone if you're around the program yeah. you're putting everything in and then it comes down to a couple yep. bounces of the ball Couple, yeah. couple calls here and there, you know, a couple, couple things go, going your way. Rebounds, a couple rebounds, right? And even in the, even when you get blown out, right? Like Maryland, Iowa. I'm sure Iowa's sitting there saying, "Well, if we had this offensive rebound, if we had this turnover, if we got this stop in the second quarter, made this shot, what we would have won." Because yeah. that's how that's how the thinking is. You just think like, "Hey, if we got this one thing happen, we're gonna win," and then it crushes you. And I don't know. I felt I felt that this week, so I I, I have a lot of uh, uh, sympathy for everyone who's um, going through that. But I think it's also like it's a privilege, right, to feel this bad at the end of the season. There's not not every team feels that way. Some teams want the season to end, right? Some Which, teams want to go home. I'll never I'll never understand that. But yeah, I mean, pressure is a privilege. I'm like full of quotes today. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Um, but pressure is a privilege. I mean, it's right in front of you. The opportunity is there for you to seize it and. You know, how bad do you want it? I think it comes down to that. And it goes back to what we were talking about with execution. It's like you understand what you need to do, um, but you need to focus in on how to do it in the best way you know how, right? And and mm -hmm. that's to give everything you have at this point. And you owe it to your team. Like if, if it's not for you, like it, take it off you then and, and say, hey, I need to do this for the team. The team needs me. I mean, if that doesn't get you going, the team needs me to be at my best. I don't know any competitor. If you say that to them, I don't know any competitor that that wouldn't fire up. Oh, yeah. We need you. Okay. We need you to go. Like we got to have you at your best. Like shoot that shot. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to take you out if you don't shoot. Like that's how, <laughs> that's the freedom of mentality. You need to pour into your team. Like how do you not give your players that level of, confidence right oh yeah you have to no it's they're not gonna yeah. it's hard enough as a player like i don't know how you were as a player but i know i was harder on myself than anybody could have ever been like i was critical. i was a bad i was a bad player so it didn't, it didn't really matter how i felt <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't have much of an effect either way ah well i don't i never saw you so i can't say so i never saw you play so i can't you know, say, but I know neither did anybody else. <laughs> Let's talk about UConn. Uh, yeah. UConn, UConn uh, loses to St. John's first time they have lost multiple conference games since 2013 14. Mm. Wild, wild. Why? And it, yeah. you know, you look at uh, UConn and you just want to give them a hug, even though they're UConn. And like, I know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, they're UConn. They don't need your sympathy. I, I want to give them a hug. I just want to see yeah. them hold. I want to see AZ Fudd on the floor. And obviously, I we're not going to see Paige Beckers. But no. I want to see her on the floor. Um, but, you know, 
shouts to St. John's for for taking that game and and winning yeah. it because hey, it's I don't care when you're playing UConn, I don't really care where you're playing UConn, and this was on the road. This is on the road, mind you. Yeah, it's a it's a tough team to beat because they're well coached and they never give up. And I think St. John's winning is is a great testament to them. I want to I, I think St. John's moved up into the safe part of the tournament bracket. Oh no, they're on the <laughs> they're in the last four in now. So that, that that win puts them in. That I think so. And you know, and it's the way they played that game, right? It was about their defense and rebounds in that game. I mean, they dominated glass, um, second chance opportunities. They were able to get those and they close out the regular season at home against Georgetown tonight. And, 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 <laughs> and unfortunately not- our favorite, our favorite Georgetown Hoya is a, uh, not not available tonight. I know, Sticks. poor Wheezy, but she'll be okay. She's she's almost through the um, the protocols, the um, concussion protocols. Not I know when I say that now, it's like COVID. It's there's not, there's, it's a, there's other protocols. protocols. I know there's so many protocols, yeah. but yeah, she bumped heads uh, with a teammate uh, in the Butler game and and uh, has missed the last two and, and most likely will miss tonight too, which is a bummer. But Hopefully she'll be um, all set and ready when they go to the Big East tournament next week. We're, we're so believing send in prayers it. up for Wheezy. Braids by Bree, weaves by Wheezy. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, and hopefully they make a they can make a little run tournament. I mean, the yeah. Georgetown definitely has a lot of talent, and and the, that game against St. John's is going to be hopefully a good one. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm I'm happy for St. John's. It's good for them to to be in the tournament field. I mean, they may need you know, another win here or there, uh, maybe mm-hmm. a tournament win to just solidify their case, not get upset. But this is just an awesome win to to come yeah. out. You know, mm-hmm. you give up a big run in the second half against UConn. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams at that point, you cave, right? You say, yeah. you, see you know, in your, in your mind, you've already, yeah. you've already thought somewhere in the back of your mind, like, hey, we can't beat this team. You know? Like, you, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I like, said like, like yeah, there's a little piece in the back of your mind, even before the yeah. game, saying, you know, we can't beat this team. And you overcome it throughout the week. And then they go on that run and you're like panicking. And that team didn't panic. They just kept going and they, they attacked UConn. And, yeah. you know, on the flip side for UConn, I mean, I, you know, I think last year we said we were worried about them and then they made it to the Final Four like they always do. This year, I'm worried about them. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to, mm-hmm. to get right before the tournament and they're a really good team they just don't i don't think they have enough players that are ready to compete and and in the biggest moments in march right now just just because of where they're at you know maybe next year those freshmen grow a little bit and they'll be better but Mm -hmm. if they don't get az fud back it's hard to see how they can score enough with the best teams in the country yeah and i remember gino ariama saying that i forgot what what game it was was it the south carolina game I can't remember, but AZ was playing, but it was right before halftime of that game. And I believe Holly Rowe interviewed him. And he had just said in a, in a timeout where the mic picked him up. I don't know if he was mic'd up, but the mic picked him up. And he said, he was talking to AZ. He said, if you're not going to score, how are we going to win? And I remember him saying that. But I also remember you saying almost the same sentence about UConn last year. Oh yeah. Around this Definitely time so. about them being, you know, uh, you know, not healthy. Number one, which is always, I mean, something you cannot plan for and it makes it so much more difficult clearly for any, any team, any level, any gender, whatever. 
Um, but I know that you said that about them last year and they still made it right. Even with injuries and even with them not having a ton of depth, but I think it's different this year because I mean, I think so many players have been in and out of the lineup also. So it's not necessarily about, um, offensive production, but it's also about, um, the best ability being availability. Right. And, and the continuity and chemistry that you develop from that availability, um, I think that's going to be a bigger key for, for Connecticut is okay. You're back, but now you haven't been playing with the team. So how is that going to be? And sometimes it's seamless, you know, sometimes for me, I just, I look at that factor as being a major deal. I remember coaching, there was a kid who hurt her thumb. She was out six weeks. She was senior, but we had, we won like 11, 12 games in a row and we're getting ready to start postseason. And I'm like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't want to mess it up. I love that kid. She knew it. And I told her as much as like, man, it's, it's, it's a feel. I, you know, I don't want to just put you back because you're healthy. You know what I mean? Because these kids have played six weeks (laughs) and developed this chemistry with one another. And although you deserve it, you earned it. You are a senior, you, you know, it's like, gosh, man, coaching is not easy. So it's not for the birds. That's the hardest part. And to give like a comparison that our listener, you know, our listeners know about, like Connecticut Sun, um, two years ago, one, uh, the twenty twenty one, whatever the year that, yeah, with Alyssa, when Alyssa came back from her injury, miraculously came back and was performing, and she played great. But I think there's a there's a pretty large segment of the people watching who said, you know, their chemistry was off. They didn't really have the 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 chemistry together to play well in the playoffs. And that can happen, but I think the way AZ plays is pretty conducive to her coming back if she's healthy and and immediately contributing just because, you know, she can just be an off-ball threat. She doesn't necessarily need to change anything. And they just, they they need, I mean, they're they're over the last five games, a 92 offensive rating. That's in the 46th percentile of the country. That's not good, folks. That's not, that's not where you want to be. And so I think, I I just really hope AZ can come back. And if AZ comes back, hey, I'll change my tune. If I could see her in the Big East tournament, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. UConn going to Final Four again because yeah. you look at the rest of the team. I mean, this team's stout. You know, you still have Caroline Ducharme. You still have Nico yeah. Mule. You still have Lou Lopez Chanisal, who's playing amazing basketball. I think Leah Edwards, one of the most underrated players in the country yes. in terms of her impact on both ends. No doubt. Um, but you know, it it is just getting it's getting late in the day for UConn, and uh, let's yeah. just hope they get healthy because we all want to yeah. see AZ back. And and, and Paige. Yeah, that's my baby, AZ. I hope you're listening. Hey, DMV air. DMV air. Known her since she was a little two puffball baby. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I just hope they do get healthy. And that's always tough. And again, you can't plan for stuff like that. But, you know, you can only hope to be peaking at the proper time with the proper people on the floor and the proper chemistry. I mean, there's, there's something to that. I, I mean, there's something to it. Maybe not for everybody, but for me, that's that's how I'd look at it. My dog just opened the door. Okay. Where is he, he just, he learned that he can open, he, he's, he walked out now. Oh, okay. I guess my I guess my wife got up from the couch and he got mad. So he came in here <laughs> and opened my door. He figured out that he can just headbutt my door because it doesn't really close right. Uh, so he's been taking advantage of that. Oh, um, a little Puda. This is, this is his this is his blanket. I love uh, it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Siggy, Siggy appearance, but then come on, Carabao. Let's talk about South Carolina. That's a that's a good transition. Thank you, thank you, my pups. South Carolina. Yeah. Scary, scary games, but they're still undefeated. Yeah. So it was I, amazing. Oh, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead. I mean, I think that oh, Ole Miss game was awesome. The Tennessee game was great, but yeah. I just thought, you know, that Ole Miss game. Listen, that game was insanely crazy. Close all game. Like, it wasn't just, you know, one team was ahead and then another one fought back. It was like a tennis match. Boom, 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 boom. The whole entire game. And then when it went to overtime, I was like, I don't think that bodes well for Ole Miss because <laughs> South Carolina, when they get their feet to the fire, man, they're just like, we're not having it. And that's what mm-hmm. happened in the extra session where, you know, they just showed their experience on the court together and and came together at the right time. And I just thought, it was a, a masterful effort by Ole Miss and Coach Yo for Ole Miss at the end. Yeah. Um, I saw part of her presser, and, and she was saying, you know, how much she respected and revered Dawn Staley. And it goes back to what we were just talking about, how coaches have to be mentally nimble, right, mm-hmm. to be able to make in-game decisions, um, to approach the game, number one, the way you want um, your team to approach it players to execute what you want them to execute, but then to carry it out and sustain it. I thought that was very impressive. Um, but for coach Yoda to give Don Staley her flowers in that moment, I thought was, was really cool. Um, and we're not really even talking about the sec and how competitive that has been. I mean, yeah. Ole Miss taking them, taking South Carolina to the brink, um, Tennessee. I know they started the season out in the top 10, a top five, even, um, to start the season, but, Fell out of that, but then made a strong push. Got healthy, okay? Um, made a strong push, but now I've dropped a couple in a row here. But um, the SEC is, is a battle-tested conference as well, and you better be ready to compete. It's, it's yeah. not just South Carolina and, and everybody else. It's like, no, you've got to be ready to go. And, and not just go, but go hard and, and sustain it and push well, and, and be aggressive, and- right? And these teams are getting right too. You know, you, you look at um, what, so there, there, you know, there's been some conversation as to why um, the SEC doesn't have as many ranked teams. And I think the answer is quite simply, they just weren't that good to begin the season. Yeah. Like flat out, they just weren't, they weren't uh, playing that well. None of the teams, Tennessee right. lost a bunch of games. I think they're the conference as a whole outside of South Carolina is has like two wins against the top 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, it, that's in part because there wasn't, you know, because those teams struggled early they didn't get ranked later. And I think right. now you see a lot of those teams coming together. You see Ole Miss coming together. You see Tennessee kind of come together. You see, you know, Arkansas has been pretty good all year. You see a lot of those teams that were pretty good all year kind of turning the corner to becoming good teams. And so, yeah, maybe maybe some deserve to get ranked. I don't think they really care as long as they can get into the tournament, right? As long yeah, as they can yeah. get into the tournament, I think they're, they're going to be happy because, you know, these are really competitive teams. And if you can stay, stay toe-to-toe, with a team like South Carolina, you're a good team. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't care the 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 I don't care about the the context or whatever. And this is a fully self, healthy South Carolina team. You're you're a good team. So I I think Ole Miss uh, sent a message. Um, yeah. And then Tennessee, I think they played you know a really good first quarter against South Carolina, a bad mm-hmm. second quarter, and then pretty even throughout the rest of that game. And right. that team has some of the best talent in the country. You you look at. You know, Rakia Jackson, Jordan Horston, got some great players there. So it, it, these teams could turn the corner, make a lot of noise in March. But I think it's just like 
so impressive. And, and, and I do think we need to give South Carolina even more flowers. How they get through this schedule unbeaten. And I think it goes yeah. to Leah Boston. And I yeah. want to take a second to shout out my girl, Zaya Cook, because I've been on her <laughs> since the beginning of last year. She had a, just like a nightmare shooting season last year in terms of like the ball literally would go halfway down the rim and then oh, pop out yeah. three times a game for her. And <sighs> she stuck with it and they won the championship. But now this year, I think it's kind of turning around for her, especially from three Agreed. where she's having a, a great season shooting from three. Mm-hmm. She still takes a lot of tough twos. And I know there's analytics people that are going to tell me, oh, yeah, she takes really tough twos. I don't care. Yeah. She's a baller. She makes big shots when the team yeah. needs it. And I just think this – South Carolina team, you know, again and again proves their medal. Not that they have anything to prove. They just keep doing it. So I think for them to – I think they only have one more game left. I'll double-check that. I believe it's uh, right. Everybody's the, just right there at the end of yeah. regular so season. At, uh, no, at home against Georgia on Sunday. That's their last game of the season. And, man, I mean, can, can they finish a regular season undefeated after winning the title last year? And then, you know, probably go to the SEC tournament uh-huh. and, and, you know, avenge their loss to Tennessee in the SEC championship. Right. How about that? I think so. So, I mean, I just, you know, I'm so impressed with the South Carolina team every time I watch them. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, Dawn Staley is a dream merchant, and she's, she says it all mm-hmm. the time about how, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out in your favor. And, and last year, losing to Tennessee in the tournament, in the SEC tournament, um, and then winning the, the title – I think there's some unfinished business. And we saw what happened the previous year when they had unfinished business in the NCAA tournament against Stanford. So they they understand the inner workings of that philosophy um, is to be a dream merchant. And to be a dream merchant doesn't mean that you get your way all the time. It means mm-hmm. that there are pitfalls along the journey and you have to deal with those and and force your way out with resilience. Right. And perseverance. Yeah. And the fact that they did it last year to win a title. I mean, that SEC tournament is going to be that's going to be like that. OK, um, because now the force of that confidence or that that yeah. mentality is right there for them uh, to tap back into. Like, hey. You know- nope. Christy. Oh. Well, well, wait, there she goes. Hey, Chris. It's, it's it's, you know. It's a game day and there's a kiss and ride situation and they know I'm on a podcast. <laughs> they know I'm on a podcast. It's a game. It's a game day. They forgot anyway, about it. They just circle back and just, you know, there's a, a pressure point here that I just tap when things like that happen. And I feel a lot better. Hey, but your well, nails look great. Oh, thank you. I'm chromed out again. I did the chrome again. Um, but anywho, I appreciate it. But um, back to my thought before I was so really interrupted. Um, <laughs> Uh, but with with South Carolina I mean I think it's already in the cards for them like they understand what it takes doesn't mean it's going to happen but they understand what it takes they know the blueprint mentally to to redo and uh, run it back and and to get what they want Uh, so I think it's going to be it's going to be exciting to say the least in the SEC but also the NCAA tournament this year is going to be like so on fire like I can't wait for it so but no, and we still got my favorite. Yeah. No, so I mean, I look, I you know, hey, I love the uh, tournament pickums, and I love being different and all that. Uh, I'm <laughs> gonna pick South Carolina to win the championship again. Um, just and you know what the thing is about this team is, 
so they lose Destiny Henderson, huge loss. Uh, they lose yeah. a couple other players as well. Um, but they they kind of come back tougher defensively on the perimeter. Like they have that three headed monster <laughs> with Zaya Cook and Kiara Fletcher and Bree Beal, and it's like any of those three players yeah. are are just like superstar perimeter defenders, and they're all playing on the same team. And then oh, if you get past them, uh, you know who's waiting in the paint is is Aaliyah Boston. And if you somehow don't go to Aaliyah Boston's side, well, it's just you know. Cardoso on the other side. Cardoso on the other side. She's taller than everyone. So good luck. All of them are huge, man. Did you see that thing Holly Rowe did that measure and she walked down in front of the whole South Carolina team? No, I, I didn't see it, but I imagine Holly looked very small. <laughs> it was it was great, but it just kind of displayed like on a typical day at like Target or something. Like you don't see that many tall people in one spot. Like it was pretty phenomenal. But I mean they're they're amazing with how they play, but their size separates them. I mean, they're just a mismatched nightmare across the table. Brie Beal doesn't get enough credit uh, for for her activity, the way she flies around the court, man. We don't hear her name enough, just to be honest. I mean, in my opinion. She's a beast. She's an absolute beast. And she loves it. And and the other thing about this team is they love it. They love the – like, I feel like when they get in a close game, it's like, you know – they they're like yeah let's do it like this is awesome like we finally yeah. get to we finally get to hit big shots we get to play in the big moments I, I feel like they really enjoy that um, but I think you know the, the the matchup and this is a segue into the other thing I want to talk about the matchup I really want to see South Carolina Stanford we did not ah. get to see that in the tournament last year we did get to see yeah. an awesome game in Columbia uh, yeah. last year we got to see an awesome game in Stanford this year yeah I need to see it in the tournament and Stanford is doing their part. They stay steady against UCLA, a really, really good basketball team, and against Colorado in overtime um, in Boulder. You know, two really hard-fought wins against two really good basketball teams. And now they play at number eight, Utah, on Saturday. And if they win that, it'd be their fourth straight top 25 win uh, to end the season. And that would be amazing. And I I don't think they can lose the conference if I have the tiebreakers correct. Um, because Utah lost to Colorado, uh, ah, and Stanford okay. didn't. So I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily know though. I don't know how it works. So I'm pretty sure though, that Stanford's going to win the conference. That's a huge game for Utah. Who's on the one line at the moment, um, ah. to kind of make a statement. And if anybody can tell me like how to watch that game, I'd really appreciate it. Cause I don't Same. get the Pac-12 network. Same. Same. Yeah. Let, let us know. Send, send us yeah. uh, any information you got, but yeah. what do you think about Stanford? Hey, I just thought, uh, in particular against UCLA, um, which is the game I saw most recently, I just thought that they were steady, right? I mean, at the beginning, they were slow out of the gates a bit, you know, in terms of their rhythm. Uh, but they, as the game went on, I just thought that they, you, you could just see and feel the momentum uh, gaining for them each minute of that contest. And UCLA was right there with them. I mean, it was, it was a good battle, obviously, um, with with those two teams. But I just thought that, you know, sometimes experience is what carries you in those moments. And I thought that Cameron Brink, you know, she has really been a toughie this year, you know, and I know Steph Curry was at that game, right. Um, To her her godfather. (laughs) So um, yeah, Cameron Brink's mom and Steph Curry's mom played basketball together. So um, that's the relationship there. So they're, they're tied in, but, um, but I just thought collectively they, they look really good. Um, but I think the momentum just continued to gain and gain as the game went along. But I think that could be also said 
as a microcosm as how they've played this season, right? They've just gone along and gained momentum at the right time. So that's just, that may just be how Stanford prefers it, right? We want to be playing our best at the end of games to close them out. We want to be playing our best at the end of seasons to have a good tournament push, right? So I think that's kind of the feel I get from Tar Vanderveer's group. One well, and in that game, they took a punch, like you mentioned. Like UCLA came out in that third quarter, pressed them, got them into some trouble. They, you know, they attacked the Stanford's freshman point guard, and you know, hey, they came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna come back out in the fourth quarter and beat you." And that's what they did. Right. And and I think UCLA um, deserves a ton of credit. I mean, UCLA is a really good basketball team. Kiki Rice is gonna be a very very good player. Um, Another deal. Wrote about her. I wrote about her in the uh, Ball and Order newsletter as well. I love um, it. But she, yeah, DMV Um, And, you know, she's like, she's just really good at figuring out the game. I think she's a she four is. general. Um, and I think, you know, I kind of believe in her shot coming around. I think she can, she can, she can fix that. Yeah. Um, But Stanford, it, they just, you know, they saw great players, Chris Mollisborn, you know, uh, Kiki Rice. They saw those players giving them punches. And I said, okay, we'll take it. And then they, they punch back. And I think Cameron Brink, as you mentioned, is just phenomenal. Haley Jones, yeah. man. Haley Jones is like just a, f- a funky basketball player, right? Like just like she plays point mean? guard. She plays point guard, but she's playing in the post, and you can't put a small on her, but you can't put a big on her. And then you know she's running the pick and roll, but she's p- trying to post up. And you know she's she's just um, I think a special thinker on the court. You know she seems to understand the game, and that's that's part of what Tara does for you when you go play for Stanford. You're going to understand the game and understand how the backdoor cuts work, where are you supposed to be on the chin actions, how are you supposed to set everything up. So I think Haley really embodies what Stanford's trying to do. And you see Cameron Brink also, you know, picking up every single game, she gets smarter. And she's already a great basketball player coming in. But from her freshman year to now, she's she's just become so much better. Um, yeah. So I think Stanford, if I had to pick a championship right now, obviously I'm picking Stanford, South Carolina, mainly because I want to see it in Dallas. You want to see it. I want to see it. So make that happen um i want to see it so i stand but i think stanford just like that was a huge statement win for them even though it was against a, a lower ranked team i think that was a huge statement win for them and i you know mm-hmm. i haven't wa- been able to watch a tape of colorado i also was not able to watch that game live because of the pac network but oh, i'm not dude. complaining <laughs> not trying to complain <laughs> but you kind of are <laughs> i kind of okay just show me the games man that's all i'm asking for just it's show me your watch. basketball I just want to watch. Uh, but yes, Stanford playing great basketball. Yeah. Um, so we could talk about the, the top 16 reveal really quick. Yeah. I, mean, I think we can. We kind of got to most of it. Um, you know, Utah's on the one line up from right. six. They take they take UConn's spot. UConn drops down to seven uh, down below Maryland, who's at six. So those are, right. those are two seats right, right there. Um, we have Virginia Tech as the highest ACC team at number eight. They had a really awesome win against UNC. If you haven't seen the uh, the game winner for Elizabeth Kitley, I'd Kitley. say go watch that. Yeah, great, great place. Um, and then here's here's a question that I have, and you know we'll talk more about the ACC next week. But mm-hmm. how how did Ohio State move up four spots from the last time we did this? That's, I mean, that's very surprising. I, I'll tell you this as a voter, okay? okay? First of all, number one, it's not easy. Okay, let's, uh, let's say that first. 
um, for Dewey, sorry. Um, <laughs> who's yelling? We have a uh, pet day. The animal's going crazy on the pod. <laughs> it must be a full moon today, anyway. Um, but for, um, wait, what was I saying? Tell me what I was saying. I got distracted. We were talking about Ohio State Ohio moving State. up four spots, four uh, spots. despite. I mean, I mean, I don't even remember what they've done, but it, it hasn't been that great because they're kind of struggling at the moment. Understood. Okay, so what happens in those instances when when teams move up um, seemingly without rhyme or reason? There's always a rhyme and a reason. Okay? okay, so the teams ahead of them may have lost to unranked teams, and with the Big Ten being what the Big Ten is being this year um, with four teams in the top 10, um, you know, six teams uh, ranked in the top 25 most weeks this season. Um, you know, I think it's, it's harder for them to drop because whoever they're playing, even if they lose are maybe a little ahead of them. And yeah. I'm trying to make a case, but you're looking at something that's going to blow no, my No, no, you're, you're right. Okay, water. so, no, you're okay, right. Good. You're right. Because, like, okay. okay, so the Maryland, they got hammered by Maryland, if you recall. Yes. Uh, be right before the top 16 reveal. And right. then they, so what's happened since, uh, they they did get hammered by Indiana, which is the game I remember. However. Number two, Indiana. Number two. Number two, number two Indiana. Game was at home. Game was in Ohio State, but okay. So they get hammered, but then they also beat Minnesota. Uh, they went at Penn State, and then they beat a really good Michigan team uh, okay. in a rivalry game on the road. So I guess that's your argument there. And then you look at you know who they who they kind of uh, jump frog, leapfrog here. Um, you know they leap over Villanova. I guess North Carolina fell out. I don't know. I don't know. Here's my problem. Okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna and and, and go listen to Megan Gower about the pre, the bracketology <laughs> stuff. I'm not like a genius here. Um, I don't. I don't like the net rating. I just don't like it. It's the, it's telling me stuff that I don't think is correct. And I think we're like taking what? too much. Like well, what? okay. So okay. Here here we go. Like net rating says Maryland's the 13th best team in the country, despite okay. beating, despite having the the second most or let's see third most wins against the net top 25 you know you have you have south carolina who has seven you have yukon who has 10 you have stanford who has 10 you have indiana who has seven and then we get to notre dame and maryland and virginia tech with five and then you're, you know it's like well okay like how's how is the net rating telling me that maryland is the 13th best team and then we're then we're translating this into you know the top 16 reveal and and suddenly maryland six and i, I, I was like okay well that makes sense maryland six that's cool right. but like you know, it's just like I I don't I don't really know you know why some games count as a quad one win and the other ones don't and then just tell me who they beat man what happened to here's a resume here's who they beat was it on the road or not done I don't need no I don't need a net rating just That's tell true. me just show me just show me show show me who they beat you know and mm -hmm. I, I guess it helps some people and and you know again I'm not that smart about this stuff. Uh, cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big into my own world, but <laughs> I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get really the rhyme or reason here. And again, it doesn't matter because the great part about basketball, unlike football, you get a chance to play. You get a chance to play. You get a chance yeah. to play. So most, mostly all these teams are going to be in and it's great and wonderful. And we get to see them uh, settle on the court, but yeah, I don't know why I, I, Ohio state moving up four spots and then other teams moving down. And then like, where's UNC, UNC played fine. It's like, okay. 
Someone's gonna have to explain it to me. I'll ask Megan. I'll I'll yell at I've yelled at Megan yeah. about this before. She has the formula. Like you know. she she's our certified bracketologist here at her <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I mean whew. sorry, that was a little bit of a rant that I didn't expect. No, it wasn't. No, I just wanted to know your thinking. Like that's a good thing to communicate. Yeah. And like I, you know, LSU, they have them as the fifth best team in the country. And it's like, oh no, LSU has won beat two good teams this year. According yeah. to your own formula. I don't know yeah. how the formula works. I was all just mad about it. UNC has five wins against the net top 25. Huh. And they didn't. And they didn't get in on the list. They didn't get they into didn't the, make it on the, on the... On this, on this latest. The they get dropped, yeah. Top 16 seeds. Yeah, yeah. they got dropped. And then, you know, I, 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 you know whatever. I'm a, I, I'll, I'll drop, I'm going I'm to drop the complaints. College basketball is great. Let's get to March, baby. Let's get concerns. to March. Concerns. It's not complaints. It's concerns. Let's re let's reevaluate the narrative on that and make it more positive for you. <laughs> but so uh, we've kind of covered the games to watch. Let's just be happy for a sec. Brittany Griner back in Phoenix. Yeah. Officially. Official. BG baby. Oh Did my you? god, I love it. How about the? Did photo you see shoot? the picture? Yeah, I was about to say. Do you, so the photo shoot, but did you see the picture of her and Diana and, and the and the kids? And the babies uh, and the babies. I love it. I mean, they're a family there. But when you, you know, just all the social media stuff that's come out. Um, I've only seen it on Instagram because my Twitter is messed up at the moment. But yeah. um, hopefully, they fix soon. So if you can help me, um, any Twitter help folks, me out on on Instagram. Out. Yeah, we need help. Uh, but anyway, but all the the pictures and and videos from the Phoenix Mercury uh, sites have been so heartwarming in so many different ways. And the fact that they call Brittany Griner the the heart and soul of the team, oh, it just gave me chills again. Because how strenuous was that whole situation? Um, not having Brittany, not just on the court, but in the country. Um, but now to have her back and the smile on her face just radiates joy. And it just brings me so much joy, you know, to see how happy she is, how happy everyone else is, um, that her presence is valued the way uh, we valued it. Um, Dawn Staley posting every single day yeah. while she was over there uh, in Russia and just the care and concern and the compassion piece. Like we miss that a lot, you know, statistically speaking and, you know, the player, yeah. is she going to be able to play? Like, okay, let's, I get it. And you know, we love it. Okay. We love it. Her hoop stats. Like, come on. We love the stat side of it. And we love the basketball um, player personnel side of things. Trust and believe. But when it's all said and done, I mean, it's about the people. Like, who are these people? And who loves these people? How are we connected in the same ways, like we're more alike than we're unalike. Maya Angelou, another mm -hmm. quote. That's three quotes. That's that that's Maya record for me. Uh, but we're, we're we are more alike than we're unalike. We mm -hmm. really are. And I think when people realize that, they treat other people better. Like let's just have more respect for each other. Um, you know, and and ultimately respect for yourself first, but then respect for one another comes easy when when that happens, right? So I don't know. Yeah. It's all about that part of team that will always uh, encourage me, will always um, enlighten me, uh, but it always also give me joy just seeing those pictures, like you said. It was just the sweetest thing. No, it, it was it was just heartwarming. And it really it was, does like, 
hey, look, you know, there's some, I guess we could give an analysis, like some, you know, is there some hammering that she took less money than she, she could have gotten? If BG wanted, you know, the full super match or, or whatever, the max, whatever, yeah. whatever, she could have got it. You know, she she's, a, she's yeah. a great player. Another team would have offered the max or, or what, if she wanted that, she could have got it. I, right. don't think, I don't think there would have been much resistance in Phoenix to doing it. They would have had to do some cap machinations, but you know, mm-hmm. she took less because she wanted to do it. I think, yeah. you know, it just, it just, it, it really is something to see her back and happy and just like it, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to, it, it feels like she never left um, other than her hair. Uh, I mean, and, totally and, different. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that speaks to just like the type of person she is and the type yeah. of person, you know, we, we've been telling everyone who hasn't paid attention to the WNBA um, as much as we have over the like the type of person she is, is the type that's going to come back and yeah. just want to be with her yeah. friends and family. And, and, you know, is the type that's going to take less money to make her team better. And the type that's going to, you know, be just like immediately happy back mm-hmm. and you know I, I, th- I think she's gone through so much that yeah if she just said hey you know I, I never want to play basketball again or I want to be in the public eye or whatever that'd be yeah. acceptable she doesn't yeah. she went to you know she she went to the Super Bowl to enjoy it she's enjoying her time in Phoenix she's enjoying yes. you know the life that she gets to to get back into and you know what I want I want to put this out there but I got a I got a good feeling of not only Brittany Griner the person this year Brittany okay. Griner, the basketball player. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. she's gonna be in the MVP conversations. Hello. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe I'm wrong, and and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she plays well or bad or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But like, I think she's gonna play really well, and I think she's gonna, um, mm. you know, she is. She's obviously one of the best players I've ever seen in this league. Let's I think go. she's gonna get back to it. So I that is my that is my hot take is that uh, she's okay. gonna be in the MVP conversations this year, and you know. Even if she's not, I just want to see her back on the court. I just want to see her too. I just want to see her back out there. I mean, just to see the clips of her, you know, back on the court with the uniform on, they did the photo shoot and, and she was just in her element. She's in her Mm -hmm. element. And just to, to know the comfort of that, right. Regardless of who's taking the pictures or who's in that room, her in that moment, man, I was like, I was, I, was, I don't know. I was embracing that with her um, and just feeling or, or trying to feel what she could possibly be feeling while that camera was snapping. Um, yeah. Just the journey of what she's been through. And um, man, she thought she was never going to get back here. Um, when they said nine years or 10 years, something like that. Like, can you imagine how heavy that is mentally? And then to be freed from that. That's what I saw all over her. It yeah. was just all it was just oozing from her smile and it through her eyes and you know, the way she was moving. Like, I don't know, I pay attention to the most random things about people, but it's to me, I, I see the souls of people sometimes more than I see the outward shell. I don't care how tall you are, like whatever else. The soul, if you have a beautiful soul, like it shines through. And I think for for Brittany Griner, I mean, right now, those those pictures of her, I mean, it's just shining through. It's just shining through. And it, it just brings me a lot of peace and joy, you know, to see that that she is where she is mentally and physically. But I think just where she is mentally um, and just how she's just so free within herself to to do what she loves. Right. Yeah. And, and we all want that piece. We all want that piece. So it's just, it's a fine example of that for sure. 
No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It made me really happy. And, you know, Diane Taurasi also resigned. Um, so yeah. she'll be back. So gangs back together in Phoenix. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on the basketball side, but just really yeah. exciting. Just really, awesome. really, really, really happy awesome. uh, for BG. And, you know, uh, yeah. terrific. It's been, it's been emotional for obviously everyone who's been around this league. So yeah. we're getting, we're going to get the payoff when she gets back on the court. Yeah. Uh, Christy, that's, okay. uh, that's all I got. Um, watched basketball this yeah. weekend. I don't think I have to tell anybody listening to this podcast about that. Watch it like um, this, oh yeah. Um, I'll be watching. I'll try to get Emily to, uh, Emily, my wife to agree to go yeah. to the, uh, was the Atlantic East championship game, Marymount school down the street playing in the D- their, yeah. their conference D3 championship game. Uh, she, she said, uh, we've been to enough basketball in the past week. <laughs> she was so, like, and done. <laughs> she's like, we're staying home for one day. You get, you, you get basketball every other day of the week. Um, so yeah, don't, not gonna, I'll be watching that though. Go, go Saints, <laughs> go, go Marymount. Um, we watch a bunch of other games and, you know, uh, whew, it's, it's a big weekend. And then, you know, yeah. we're off. When do you leave? When do you leave for, uh, Minnesota? On Tuesday, Tuesday. And, um, you know, the tournament starts on March 1st in Minneapolis and it goes through to the end of the weekend. So it's going to be a gauntlet of games. You know, I, I, I'm already. So wait, how many, how many games do you, do you have? I believe it's, I believe it's, is it 14? 12. Do you do all of them? No, but I'm doing the championship um, okay. with ESPN again. So ESPN oh. has a championship game. Um, but all the other games, I'll be there for uh, for all of them. So I'll either be uh, the morning games, I'll be on the sidelines. And the evening okay. games, I'll be calling the games. So it's like four Oof. games a day. Oof, Christy, that's a lot. Oh, wait, I, I haven't told anybody this. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm doing color commentary. <gasps> For the semifinals and championship of the ACC tournament, thanks to our partners, uh, the Learfield Sports Network, you can hear me on the Varsity. Uh, what's this, what's this app called? Hold on, I'm gonna get it right. Uh, the Varsity it. Network Tell app. Me that. Yeah, no, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh my! It was in the middle of the. It was a, it was in the middle of our playoff run. What do you want me to tell you? Are uh, you- kidding this is like amazing news, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah I forgot to tell. Seriously, Gabe, that's like amazing. Yes, yeah, so Learfield I'll be doing sports partners. Yes, shouts to, shouts to our partners over at Learfield Sports. It's the oh Varsity Network oh. app. Get it on your phone, okay. and then we can all. I'm hugging yes, you. Yes. Like, how do I get to you? How do I? No, lean the other way. I have a good. Lean the other way. This way. No, no, no I'm leaving this way. No, okay. I'm right. You're wrong. You're right. We're we're, oh, we're I'm hugging. Going the wrong way? No, you're going the right. The pot. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry to our this audio only listeners. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry to our audio only listeners, but if you like audio, yeah, I'll be on the, I'll be on the radio call doing color. Um, you know, I'm taking, not- taking all my skills I've learned from my, my great podcast partner and mentor over there oh and the, applying them in the oh ACC tournament. So I'm doing the Gabe Wiggle. I'm doing the Gabe Wiggle. Mm, let's go, Gabe. Let's go, man. Coaching. Yeah. And now you're on the, oh my God. And now you're on the mic at the tournament. Yeah. Oh, just the beginning. Just the beginning, baby. I love it. Oh my god, congratulations! I owe you a huge hug. I see you. Proud of you. All all good things, and uh, yes, you have to take pictures, but put them on Instagram since I can't retweet. Thank for I'll I'll send them on Instagram just for you, just for you, Chris. Stressing me out. So, any day now will be cleared up with all the the help desk. 
they need to get to helping. I don't like things moving too slow. Things are moving too slow. We, we need help. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Twitter, if you're listening, um, hit me up on Instagram. Elon. Okay. Elon Musk. Yeah. Hit me hit up on up. Instagram and get me, you know, recalibrated because this tournament is going to be huge and I need to get this content out. Just had a big call with Big Ten yesterday and we're pushing out a lot of content on social. So I need that back together by the tournament. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Get that together for us. It'll, ha- it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, that'll happen. All right. I got to go to the Wizards game. Though. Speaking of ba- speaking of basketball. Oh, yeah. Go Wiz. I get to you you have to get to the South Lakes. Yeah. South Lakes. South Lakes. Madison Regional Championship. Ooh, regional Championship game tonight, honey. Oh, we. Hopefully, I'm going to get some tea and um, do some yoga, you know, and uh, and uh, get ready for that one. It should be a great one. Fourth time yeah. uh, against Madison this year for our South Lake Seahawks boys. But, uh, yeah, should be fun. It'll be an interesting uh, battle, to say the least. But we don't have to go home. But we got to get up out of here. We'll be somewhere courtside, clearly. <laughs> Gabe down yes. at the ACC tournament. Me in Minneapolis, where it's 12 degrees for the Big Ten Women's Tournament. But it's going to be so much fun to watch these teams battle out um, for their purpose and their passion and uh, with a ton of character. So, again, we love that BG's back. And we love that you guys came back to take a listen to our Courtside with Christy and Gabe episode this week. And we look forward to bringing you more March Madness coming next week uh, after these tournaments are being played. So we appreciate your time. I'm Christy Winter-Scott for Gabe Ibrahim. We will see you next time.